the Church of Jesus Christ has gone through world wars and has gone through plagues, and the church continues on and the gospel continues on. So we've got to think not just in terms of surviving, but also honoring God in this season. Hello, and welcome to this first of a six weekly series podcast that Organic Outreach International is producing in the midst of the COVID-19. I'm Walt Bennett. I'm the president of Organic Outreach International. I'll be hosting these uh, weekly conversations with local pastors talking about what they're doing to ensure that outreach does not fall off the map in the midst of all the distractions that we're dealing with today. I'm happy to uh, invite uh, and welcome onto the program today as the first program uh, Pastor Kevin Harney, who's the lead pastor of Shoreline Church. You may also recognize his name as the author of the Organic Outreach books uh, and the visionary and uh, leader and founder of Organic Outreach International. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Well, it's a joy to be here, and I'm thankful that you're thinking in terms of helping churches in this unique time in our history. So first question out of the box, how are you and your family doing? You know, we're hanging in there. It's a tough season for everybody, and I, I'm praying for pastors uh, globally, nationally, and, and and right locally here, trying to encourage pastors because it's a tough time. We, ha- our family scattered between uh, between Monterey, California, and West Michigan, and so I'm trying to encourage my three sons, their wives, uh, be encouraging to our grandkids, and also uh, be a good husband to my wife as we're walking through a challenging time. And so uh, it's it's a a good season, and that God is on the throne and at work, but it's a challenging time. So. I happen to be fairly closely allied with Shoreline Church as I'm a member there. Um, And I know that you and your staff have, uh, you and the pastors have launched a campaign to be reaching out by phone to many of the members here at Shoreline. Uh, As you're doing that, what are the biggest concerns that you're hearing from your church members as a direct result of COVID-19? Yeah, we really have um, encouraged our our board members and our staff members to be making considerable, consistent contact with our church members. I, I just wrote an article uh, for the Billy Graham Center uh, that, that I, I entitled it, Communication is Life. And right now for the church, we have to be communicating with our church members. And so I've talked with voice to voice, or I've gone back and forth uh, with a meaningful email back and forth with over a hundred of our church members in the last few weeks. And it's been uh, wonderful to talk with people. As a matter of fact, I begin the conversations with a, a very uh, profound theological question. I ask everybody, how are you doing? And, uh, and, and about 10 to 15 minutes later, they stop sharing because they just pour their hearts out. And, I, and it's been wonderful to talk with people, to pray with people. And, and interestingly, probably over half the people I've talked with will say, how can I be praying for you? How are you doing, Pastor? It's been really wonderful to connect with people. But, but a couple of big themes have come through. Uh, one is that the uncertainty of this season, uh, when's it going to end? What's going on? Where's this taking us? The the financial upheaval. A lot of people, we live in an area that has a lot of people in the resort industry and in the food industries uh, because we're a, real, a resort town. Monterey, California, Carmel, California are resort towns. And so uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. So I've been able to pray with people, pastor them, care for them, encourage them, remind them that God's on the throne, but also this is a tough time and to sympathize as we walk through this season. But I've also heard a lot of people really get a sense of God's presence and God's hand on their lives and God's presence watching over them. And also uh, that people are seeing this as an opportunity to slow down and think about what matters most. And what matters most is what lasts forever. And what lasts forever is is God and his glory and us people. And so 
we we are seeing people praying in a different way for their lost friends and family members, sharing, inviting people to online experiences like a church service. They might not come to a building, but they might watch church on their own computer or TV. So we're seeing people face the stress and the tension of this time and trying to process that, but also find comfort in God's presence and grace and kind of hear a fresh new vision to reach out and share the love of Jesus. That's uh, it's great. I think that you're you're initiating those actual direct contacts and, and particularly the voice ones. You know, it, it just is ironic to me that uh, more and more we're hearing from people how isolated they're feeling. Yep. Uh, even though just a month ago they would have told you, oh, I get all the interaction I need on my texting. Well, you can still text, but they're still feeling dislocated. They're feeling distanced. So, you know, reaching out with phone calls, I think, is, uh, is, is a great way to address this now and to highlight to people how we can't live fully in a digital world. We need connection beyond that. Yeah. So what are you doing at Shoreline as lead pastor? What are you doing to make sure that outreach doesn't fall off the edge of the map, doesn't disappear in the noise? Well, we've really had to adjust our thinking to make sure that we're keeping the main thing the main thing, because it would be so easy to go into sort of protection mode, uh, circle the wagons, protect ourselves, make sure we survive. And, and you know, the Church of Jesus Christ has gone through through world wars and has gone through plagues and has gone th- and, and the church continues on and the gospel continues on. So we've got to think not just in terms of surviving, but also honoring God in this season. So we've really identified four words that are guiding us. And these are guiding us in lots of ways in the church, but also in the area of, of, of outreach, of evangelism. And so those words, the first word is sustain. And we're saying we've got to sustain the outreach ministry we're doing the best we can. Uh, we've got to make sure, though we might do it doing it in a different format online or on the phone in different ways, we sustain the vision and the practice of outreach. And we we're talking about that and thinking about that and, and really looking at what it means to in a time when it'd be easy to put the brakes on. The, the truth is the one thing in the church that starts the latest is evangelism. And the thing that stops the quickest is evangelism. It's kind of sad, but it's true. When a church is struggling with finances, when they're struggling with a personnel change, they'll often say, well, we right now, we're not going to do outreach right now. We'll do that when the, we have more money in the bank. We'll do that when we get a new pastor. They say, well, wait a minute. The church exists to do three things. We exist to glorify God in worship, to grow believers through discipleship, and to reach the world with the gospel. That's organic outreach. So we've got to be, we've got to be sustaining that. And then the next thing we talk about is we want to grow. We actually are daring to say, how can we grow every ministry of Shoreline in this season, including our outreach? What does it look like to expand, to go deeper? And so we're finding people seeking to grow in their own faith, but also in the call to share the love and the grace of Jesus. And so we're thinking about what are growth opportunities for us as a church and how do we take what we're doing and expand it? And then the next word is leverage. How do we leverage this unique time in history? Uh, in, in times of struggle, in times of fear, people are looking for more than themselves. They're realizing that, boy, I thought I had put together this, this perfect life, that uh, I thought I had my finances all secure. I thought that everything was going to be smooth and easy going. And, man, we've hit some difficult times. Well, what we know as Christians, and those that listen to this podcast, I'm sure a lot of them are leaders in the church, we know that every time something difficult happens, something painful happens, the enemy wants to leverage that moment to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy is a liar and the father of lies, and he will steal, kill, and destroy any chance he gets. He's going to try to leverage this moment to destroy people's faith, to discourage churches, to discourage pastors and leaders. I want to suggest that we should leverage this moment and say God wants to take this moment and bring something good out of it. God doesn't pause evil, but God can bring good from anything. 
And so how do we leverage this moment? And as a church, we've been asking those questions. How do we, how do we grow what we're doing and then leverage this moment to do even more outreach? So for instance, we have a food pantry at the church. And that food pantry gives food out every Tuesday and Thursday. Well, we've kind of expanded some of that ministry. We're having more people come than ever. But we've added in on a Wednesday now, not to hand out food, but on Wednesday, our church members bring food to the food bank. They normally do it on Sundays when they come to church and we get food from other diff- other places. But right now, this last Wednesday, we opened the food bank. Instead of getting food out, we had food coming in. And some people came with up to nine bags of groceries and dropped them off so that we could then give them out to people in this time of need. And then we actually take that food and we quarantine it till the next Tuesday. And then we give that out to people that come back the next week for more groceries and for more food. Well, well, we're leveraging this moment to expand our ministry, to do more than we've ever done before. We've leveraged this moment to invite people to church in a different way because they can come to church in their pajamas. They can come to church in their own home. They can come to church and not leave bed. Well, we hope someday they'll come to a church building and have the community of God's people. God delights in that. But for right now, we're seeing people invite folks to church in their own home, and people are receiving that invitation. We've had a couple of women who've been inviting their husbands to church for years, and their husbands have never said yes. But I've had two women that told me that their husbands have been coming to them, uh, coming to church with them the last couple of weeks because they're coming in their own home. And, and I, one of them gave a report and said her husband said, that wasn't, that wasn't too bad. I kind of enjoyed that. And I'm hoping and praying that when we start to gather together, together again in the future, that that husband was sitting next to his wife and communing with God's people, among God's people in a church environment. But there, there's, we're leveraging this moment in lots of different ways. And, and then the final word of those four words. So, so, you know, so we're, th- we're thinking in terms of sustaining what's happening already, keep doing the outreach we're doing in new formats. And then we're thinking about growing it, expanding it, taking it to a deeper level. And then you know, one of our growth things, I didn't mention this before, is that we've always given out invitations to Easter services. Well, this Easter, we're sending all of our church members electronic invitations that they're now forwarding to people. And we believe we're going to have more people come to Easter services maybe than ever before, even though everyone's at home. We're leveraging what's happening this moment for the sake of the kingdom. And then the fourth word is to prepare, that we really want to prepare for what's next, what's on the other side of this. And we have to. The church is not going to look the same, and evangelism is not going to look the same, and it shouldn't, because we're doing new things in a new way. And so when we go back to having Sunday services at church, and we will, this will pass, and we'll be back gathered together, worshiping and singing songs of praise and and gathering and, and, and studying God's word together. Uh, we'll continue to do that and we'll move forward doing that again. But we're also going to say, can we do more online services? Some people that maybe aren't ready to walk into a church building, can we reach them better and share the gospel more effectively if they can start at home and eventually connect with our church or another Christian community? Are we preparing for that? I'm looking and saying, I'm communicating at a whole new level with my congregation. These weekly letters I'm sending out to the congregation, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm giving devotionals on video. Uh, well, we're preparing that when this is all done, I won't be doing that much of as the same amount, but I'll be doing some of that. And some of the outreach things we're doing right now, we want to continue doing. So we're preparing for when we, we, we don't want to just flip the switch and go back to the way things were. We want to take the best of how things were and the best of what we've learned with about reaching people in this season and merge those together into a new reality. So the four words, sustain, grow, leverage, and prepare, sounds like a powerful mantra for, for these times of uncertainty and change. Um, and, and I love the, the idea you kind of finished up there with that, uh, you know, there are things that we've had to do to adapt to the current environment that we're finding actually are things we could keep doing and 
get tremendous value out of those. And I think there are just as many things probably that that our church and, and other churches had been doing that we find ourselves in this time now. We can't do it and we're not missing it. You know, so it's also time, I think, to take a look and say, where are we expending energy and resources that, you know, when we come out of this, we're not going to go back to that. Absolutely. So um, I know uh, you talked about a, a couple of things that you've been doing in there, uh, the the uh, three-day three a week devotionals and the updates and the letters. Uh, I, I also know that you've worked with your team to put a lot of these resources together. And, and this is no surprise to me. You, uh, as, as long as I've known you, um, you are a, a content creating machine, uh, a visionary, uh, a gifted writer. And so you've been working with your team and put all these resources together and actually created a separate website. Uh, if I see if I can get this right, it's pastor to the number two pastor dot church. So pastor number two pastor dot church. And you've got a platform there with all these resources available for other pastors who maybe don't have the time or the bandwidth to develop these kind of materials. Uh, tell me just a little high level. If I, if I log on there, what sort of things will I find? Yeah, you know, I, I have friendships with probably, I would say probably thousands of pastors globally with the work we've done through Organic Arts International and with the other ministry I've done through the years. So I, I found that as this crisis hit, pastors were calling me and saying, what are you doing? What are you creating? What are you, how are you helping your congregation? I said, well, I'm writing these letters and we're creating these videos. And our video guy created a little 15 minute uh, teaching video of how to film yourself at home so our board members and, and some of our leaders could then create things and send them to others and help our church and help each other. So all these different ideas that we are creating and friends are calling, pastor friends are calling. I'm saying, well, we did this and this. Oh, can you send that to me? Can you send that to me? And after I'd sent enough of those things out, I finally said, you know, let's just create a space where we can log all these things and put them. And it's not fancy. It's not, it's not a real decorative website. It's just a it's a stripped down generic website that says utilitarian. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, and it's just everything that we're creating. So, so the letters I'm writing to my congregation and to my board members and to my staff, we're, we're putting those letters on the website and underneath the letter, if you click on the link, it gives you a version that you can then, uh, you as a pastor can take and you can edit, dump the stuff you don't like, add what you do like, put your church name on it. And you can then save some hours of prep time by saying, well, here's somebody who thought through some things and already shaped something to fit this moment in time. And we're going to be posting those as long as we're in this uh, in this, this season of needing to help each other this way. Everything's on the website. Everything's for free. I wrote a letter to some to our top most faithful givers and shared where we were at. And writing a letter sharing about finance is a tricky thing to do. But that letter is on there. People can download it and shape it for their own church context. Uh, everything we're creating right now from letters to videos to training pieces we're putting on that website, pastors2pastors.church, and it's all free. It's all downloadable that you can use that. And it'll, maybe it'll just give you some ideas to spark some thought for you. But I would just say to the pastors and leaders out there, uh, don't you hunker down in your home and not spend this moment to connect with your church. You may be more connected to your congregation than you've ever been before. If you communicate well and take the time to stay in touch with your congregational members, maybe not face-to-face, -face, but voice to voice and heart to heart. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin Harney. Uh, it's been a, a pleasure talking with you and getting an update and certainly the, the insights that we'll bring out of this. Hopefully uh, any of the listeners can take pieces of that and find ways to apply them. And uh, especially with the uh, so many resources available on that new website, pastor2pastor.church. 
Um, Kevin, thank you for the time you spent with us. And for the listeners, if you uh, stick with us for the next six weeks, we'll be having a podcast interview with a a local pastor each of the next six weeks, including this one, uh, just talking about ideas of how we keep outreach from falling off the map. Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. And I'd be honored if you just let me say a quick prayer as we close our time together. Absolutely. Lord Jesus, we pray for those pastors and leaders who are listening to this, that you will draw near them, that you will empower them with your strength, that you'll fill them with your spirit. Lord, so many people are looking to them to give words of hope and encouragement. They're looking to them to be a source of strength in the season. And I pray you will empower us that we can do that. But Lord, help us look to you and lean to you because Lord, we don't have the creativity or the wisdom or the strength to do all that people need. Only God, only you can do that. But we will walk in your strength and receive your wisdom and love and serve your church and encourage other pastors along the way. Lord, I pray a special prayer for Walt as he leads Organic Outreach International in this season. And as that ministry continues to reach the world with equipping and training churches and leaders to let everything be focused on the gospel, because Lord, that's where your heart is. Bless us as we live out this vision and this mission for the glory of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. We will talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Organic Outreach International's short podcast series on maintaining your outreach focus in the midst of dark distractions. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, I encourage you uh, to take a a look at what we have online. It's a series of six different episodes talking with pastors about how they're dealing with maintaining a focus on outreach in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. Until next time, this is Walt Bennett with Organic Outreach International. Thank you.